Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about the Modern Undead, episode 99 here. We're almost to triple digits. My name is John, and joining me as always is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how are you? I am good. I am overwhelmed. I mean, not even taking Doctor Who stuff into account, there's so much going on right now. We got back from a, a great time in Tennessee, uh, not Louisiana. <laughs> uh, I heard the episode. It was very enjoyable. Uh, I was great to hear Anna and Peter on board. Uh, yeah. That was fantastic. Um, I've got, oh, it always seems like more repairs to make to my car. Um, yeah, I opened up my uh, clutch master cylinder and it was dry. Which Uh-oh. would explain my why my clutch wasn't engaging. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm just going to try and bleed it or go, okay, let's just replace some parts while I'm here. Uh, and hopefully it's not a, I have to replace the clutch too. Oh, that would not be fun. Thought. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be at first, and now this happened, and I'm like, oh boy, that's not good. No, that so, is not. Yeah, I got some weekend projects ahead of me, and we might be putting an offer in on a house yeah soon. So life is crazy right now oh my gosh well i mean you? is it is it record <laughs> is it recording in a closet crazy is it recording in a closet crazy my life <laughs> no so it's not that crazy currently um i am i just i just moved i moved out of um the apartment i was in and now i am in a apartment with my friend uh, Chandra and my friend Nick, who you have heard on such NOTLG podcasts as Outwit, Outplay, Outcast, and I believe he did an episode of What Do You Want to Talk About with me. I think it was episode three. And um, the Studio One is not set up yet, mainly because we don't have Wi-Fi. I'm currently on an Xfinity hotspot. So uh, thank you, Xfinity. Stealing the Wi-Fi. But I'm currently in my closet because I don't actually have a desk. It's in my room yet, which is what I was going to end up putting in here. And I was just going to start recording Podcastica in my room instead of at the table in the studio. Well, you, you also could have said you're recording from the TARDIS wardrobe. Oh, well, a missed opportunity indeed. That's all right. But yeah, I'm um I'm in the closet. It's uh it's weird. That's okay. I support your life choices, John. I mean, sometimes sometime I will I will get out of this closet, but I mean, that would be after we are done recording this episode. Yeah. So Taylor, um Yes. Oh boy. So yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about before we even get to the uh Modern Undead. Yes. And right off the bat, um and we have both said we've been we've been stressed out. I think it was on Friday we found out. No, it was on Thursday, right? No, it was on Friday. It was on Friday. Yes, it was on Friday because I drove home on Friday listening to nothing but my like various versions of the Doctor Who theme playlist because I was so pumped about this news. So it was announced on Friday that after the men's final of Wimbledon. They means to win Wimbledon. We were going to find out who the 13th Doctor was going to be. And, oh boy, if I wasn't already freaking out about what NOTLG is going to do with our hosting due to all the SoundCloud nonsense and moving uh, yeah. this weekend. And then there was the task of trying to figure out how we were going to watch this um doctor announcement because uh bbc america wasn't playing it for some odd reason <laughs> so Still working on class model of things apparently yeah i guess we got a really cool teaser video for it with um 
you know, 13s everywhere and then have key materializing. Oh, can we talk about these 13s everywhere? Yeah, for sure. A because Sunday morning, right? I got kids. I'm up early. And yeah. uh, the Wimbledon men's final started at 6 a.m. Pacific time. So I was, I burned through 25% of my battery by 8 a.m. Because <laughs> I just had it open going, I don't understand tennis scores. What What's going on? And um, following a lot of stuff on Twitter, I am back and forth between my personal account and the Podcastica account. And somebody had shared a just a theory as to why they thought the 13th Doctor would be a woman and they looked at that teaser and every 13 reference whether it be uh you know 10 downing street or the statue of liberty everything had a female connection and he's like i think the 13th doctor is going to be female and i'm like that's an interesting theory i hadn't considered this, this oh was wow like, you know 7 15 in the morning yeah like, oh, huh. okay so i don't know if you so you did listen to last week's episode so I, I know, of course. I don't know what, what I expected. Right. Um, so you heard my theory of why I think um, Capaldi's going to regenerate into a female, yes? Yes, but do I remember it off the top of my head at this very second? Not so much. Basically, when Bill reminds him that she's into girls that are around her own age, and she's, right. and she says, I want you to remember that. And it's just kind yeah. of like a weird... I mean, I guess it's not really a weird moment, but it's just a weird thing to tell him as you're the last thing you say to him. Right. So, um, and what, what I've learned about the casting of this doctor since then lends a lot of credence to your observation there, but we'll get to that. So, all right. So we're all watching Federer take his victory lap for like 25 minutes. Uh the longest I know and I'm, I felt bad because I'm sitting there watching this stream that you had sent me like while we're sitting at the table eating breakfast and I'm like I'm sorry my phone's at the table and everybody's like no this is an important thing for you it's okay I'm yes the, I, an understanding family indeed yes Um. so we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting and then it's just kind of like and now we're going to shoot over to Doctor Who Pretty much. And like, I almost I almost missed it. So and we get the video and uh in the forest person completely covered walking mm-hmm. in the forest. Um when did you figure out it was a woman? When I saw her eye. Yes. And I'm in the kitchen and I'm like, oh my god, it's a woman. And yep. then she pulls her hood off and I'm like, Oh my god, yes. it's a woman. So uh Hood is pulled off, and it is uh, Jody Whittaker. Yeah, and uh, very exci- I was very excited. Um, I, I was too. I, I I think my only complaint was I'm like, oh man, did it, did she have to be blonde? Really? <laughs> Which is a weird complaint to have, right? I mean, still not ginger. I get that. Oh, that would have been even better, right? They should have just they should j- just checked it all off. Yeah. That would be great first line banter. Like, oh, I'm ginger finally. Wait, wait a second. And then that's just. <laughs> right. Yes. That would be amazing. Um, uh, that would be brilliant. So, uh, Jodie Whittaker, I really, truthfully, don't know a lot about her. Um, Nor I, except that she and Matt Smith are the same age, apparently. Oh, they are? They are both a year older than you are. Oh, look at There's that. something for you, folks. Well, how old is Pearl Mackey? Did we find that out? Uh, I could look up her IMDb real quick if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead, and I will. Um, okay. So, um, Jodie Whittaker, she was in Broadchurch, which, um, if we I recall, I haven't seen it, but if we recall, I said when Chibnall took over, he was going to be like the coach of a sports team, and he was going to surround himself by familiar people. Yes. So there you go. Check nope. checkmate. <laughs> nope, you're spot on right with that. So, and she's also in an episode of Black Mirror, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what else she was in. Attack the Block, which I absolutely have to see. I wanted to see it beforehand, and it would just kind of fell off my radar. But now I'm like, okay, yeah, now I really, really want to see. Boyega. It. Okay, so Pearl Mackey is 30. She's born in 1987. Okay. 
similar age, a girl of some, if the, I'm going to tell you if the Christmas episode, which I will just also say, I guess we found out is called the doctors. Yes. Um, if the Christmas episode rolls around and in the middle of his regeneration, he flash backs to that. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm just going to like, we'll have to like get you like a celebratory cigar or something. (laughs) Please do. It might be a bubble gum one. I don't know. Please do. I'll be fine with that. So, obviously, Taylor and I are very excited about this. This is awesome. Yeah. We are 100% on board. Now, I will say, if you go back a while and you listen to one of our episodes, I feel like, at one point, at least me, I was not for it, I believe. I think at times we both kind of went back and forth as to whether it was the right Time. Yes, I don't think I don't think either of us were ever like, no, this shouldn't be a thing. Right. Honestly, but, uh, but honestly, I think I might have been at one point. Yeah, I think so. I feel I like if you go back to an episode when we were talking about it, and I'm like, no, there's time lords and time ladies. I feel like that was a thing. But <laughs> then, as soon as they, as soon as I saw how cool it was to have the master be a woman. Yes. I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Let's I am 100% on board. Um, you know what? Sometimes you just just you just need to see a concept in action. Yeah. To be like, you know what? Actually, I was wrong. Yeah. You know, and better to be like, you know what? I was wrong than to be some of these people out here who are pissing and bemoaning and Oh boy. It is uh minded. It is a tire fire out there, folks. It is <laughs> it is ridiculous. People are losing their minds. People are going to stop watching the show. And I say to that, good riddance. Right. Because if I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. This is a science fiction show. Um, we're watching an alien with two hearts travel through time and space and leave their mark on how do you address the doctor now because it's not he is it him her her the doc yeah the doctor you you see the doctor leave uh her mark on all of time and space and history and you see ridiculous things like cybermen and and you and you're like no but i mean that dude can't turn into a woman yeah, no boobs, sorry. It is absolutely wow. ridiculous. <laughs> and I am with open arms. I just can't wait. I cannot wait. I honestly hope the companion's a female and it's just two ladies palling around through time and space. Yeah, I'd be down for that, definitely. I, You know, I've got to say, I am I am steering clear of comments of all kind. I just... Oh, yeah, it's not even worth it. it it's No, it's not worth it. But, but what I am doing very intently especially like when i see posts uh in various groups and stuff on facebook and i did it a lot yesterday and i did it a bit today um instead of just liking a post i am making a point of loving those posts because i want those hearts to outnumber the grumpy faces yes Uh, that's a really big deal to me um where i'm seeing you know, really cool, positive stuff on Twitter. I'm, I'm making a point of liking and retweeting stuff. Um, just doing my part to uh, signal boost that positivity. And, and I'm excited by, you know, all the reactions of like even classic who people, like Colin Baker especially. Oh. Colin Baker, you know, using his own regeneration line. line as the doctor. The best. Uh, it, it just... I mean, that just knocks out of the park right yes, there. That was, Everybody ugh. else has chimed in. It's been wonderful. It's been positive from from everyone who's been connected to Doctor Who. And even people who aren't really connected to it. Um, True. Lead singer of Blink-182, Mark Hoppus, had one of my favorite tweets yesterday. And I don't have it on hand, but it was, it was basically, oh... A female Doctor Who? What's next? Real female doctors? Female police officers? And I think he said like female mothers. Like it was it was great. It was just oh, wow. It was just a very 
Oh, women who are female. I think that was the last one. It was just, it was great. I just. Now remind me, Mark Hoppus is the one who has also gone like deep overboard into like UFOs. And oh no, stuff. that's Tom. That's Tom. Tom. Okay, Tom, Tom is gone. Sorry, you're right. You're Tom right. is gone, and he was replaced by lead singer of my favorite band, Alkaline Trio, Matt Skiba. So there you go, a little oh. Blink One Eighty Two talk here on Podcastica. Okay, thank you. You're right, Tom DeLonge. That's 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 who I was thinking of. My bad. Um, you know, I I can't I can't. Don't get me wrong. We we are still under the Capaldi regime, and I am I am happy for it. I love that man, and I will be so sad to see him go. You know, we can't deny that, but. At the same time, I kind of can't wait for the next season. I can't wait for all of the Doctor's enemies to suddenly have this reaction of, oh, oh, you've changed. Oh, you've changed quite a bit. You know you what? Know? I almost don't, like, I don't feel like the Daleks are going to do that. I think they're just going to be like, two hearts, we see it. We're going to kill you now. <laughs> Probably. But that's the Daleks for you. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, I, I feel bad. Like, I'm I'm excited about this, but I feel like a lot of, like, the kind of funny pun stuff that comes to mind is like, okay, wait, can I, can I say that? Can I say, is she going to like run around with a purse that's also bigger on the inside? Oh my God, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be great? Cause they are, I mean, I've seen Amber's. I don't know how she fits everything in there, <laughs> but it needs to be tiny. Well, yes, it would have to be a small purse. Like it needs to be it like, to be- it almost needs to be like, uh, what Ramona flowers carries around in, uh, in Scott Pilgrim versus yes. Uh, yes, it needs to be like that. <laughs> we should pull a giant sledgehammer out of it. Yes, but and, you know, go ahead. One of my favorite hashtags, and and then I'll wrap this up because I literally I wrote down like separate handwritten notes because I didn't want to forget any of this stuff when we talked about it. Yeah, I, I I've loved the whole like Tardis full of bras. That's my uh, favorite hashtag that has just kind of exploded from people complaining. Yeah, and it has been co opted. And now I'll admit it, I'm a guy. There's a simpleness to our under things. But <laughs> with all this focus, and I tweeted this out, and God bless you, Anna, for, for liking it. Thank you, my dear. Um, but with all this concern about a TARDIS full of bras, has nobody thought about the, the panties? Like, I feel like... Or is that just not a thing? Is it, are bras more important? I don't get it. I'm a guy. I feel like we all... This is, this is so strange. We all wear underwear. So it's not as like bottom underwear. So it's really not as uh, a male trait. This is so strange. And you're talking about this while surrounded by, <laughs> by my by my man clothes. <laughs> by your man clothes, my heavens. It's okay. uh, it's Fair yeah. Enough. Well, I certainly hope. An awkward segue is awkward. I certainly hope that someone um draws a TARDIS with the door open with a bunch of bras falling out of it. I, I, I would highly support that. In fact, I would make it my phone wallpaper. I would, um, I would yeah. wear a, uh, Taylor, I would even wear a shirt that had that on there. Oh, do you my like gosh. this segue? I I was, that's a great segue. Yeah. I wish I was more of an artist to pull that off, but, but ahead, so today I was thinking about, you know, our our new doctor's female. That's awesome. Um, yes. I actually own a shirt that says "The Future is Female," and it is um, it has the buns of uh, Prince Princess Leia's buns on it for her hair. Does it? For her oh, hair, her Taylor. Hair. Sorry. Jeez, Sorry. get it late. together. It's been a busy day. So I I started thinking. I was like, um. There needs to be like a Doctor Who one for that. And then I was like, the future of time and space is female. And I went, that's perfect. And then I was like, the top should be like part of the TARDIS and the bottom could be the bottom part. Be pretty minimalist and look cool. And then I was like, cool. I don't know how to do that. So (laughs) I tweeted out. I was like, I have an idea for a shirt. And Taylor came to the rescue and um, I am happy to say right now on notlg.spreadshirt.com, you can buy a uh, The Future of Time and Space is Female shirt in many different styles. And you can also buy a tote bag. Nice. So there you go. Um, you know, I will I, be. For what it's worth, I know you've got it specifically as a, as a female shirt. No. Oh, no. Uh, I do not. There's a male shirt. 
Okay, okay, I didn't see. I, yeah, I just linked to the female shirt just because I felt it was more... Uh, so there's there's a, a male, a female shirt... <laughs> male and female. Men's sizes and women's sizes. Yeah. Uh, there's also a the tote bag. What's that? The V-necks just don't look good on me, so... Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't look good on me either. But tote bags. Tote bags will look good on everyone. Absolutely. And uh, maybe some other stuff if it picks up steam. Um, but yeah, I'm going to buy one for myself. Um, yeah, I totally want one. I am going to... Actually, I'm going to make a kid's size, and I'm going to buy one for my niece. Cool. And then I'm going to take a picture of her with me, and we're both going to be wearing those shirts. And it's going to be awesome. Yes. It's going to be good times. And my sister might cosplay her as... Uh, the 13th Doctor, depending on when we get a more um, concrete costume. Yes, because I have read an article, uh, a short little interview with Jodie Whittaker, and that is not her costume. Oh, no, I, I didn't think it would be. I mean, they probably well, casted her have. and then threw her in front of a camera. <laughs> Pro- pretty much. It's like, um, 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 quick, you know, let me have your sweatshirt. Quick, let me have your jacket. Go do this thing. Yeah, I am very interested to see what they have. And, you know, I haven't read a lot of interviews with her. Has she said anything about who her doctor is? Uh, No, uh, just that, you know, kind of being born in 1982, she didn't grow up with a whole lot of Doctor Who. Um, But obviously she knows a lot. Um, Obviously, having worked with Tennant, having worked with Eccleston, uh, having worked with Arthur Darvill. Um, amongst others. Yeah. Uh, so, so she knows a lot. I don't know that she has at any point said, oh yes, I totally remember watching, you know, some Sylvester McCoy when I was six or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't heard anything like that. Um, I have, I have heard, I was listening to, um, what was it? Radio Free Scarrow this morning, um, because they, they got their, thing out and this apparently this this wasn't a very recent casting it's it's Chibnall actually kind of like talked to her and kind of had this plot plotted out um almost since very early in the year so working with Mom oh wow kind of dropping stuff throughout uh uh the season in terms of female hinting oh man dude um, obviously it, it was a, a lot stronger I think in like the last few episodes yes um uh especially but no, apparently she's had to keep this quiet for quite a while. That is amazing. I know. And I, if that, if we get a flashback to Bill saying that, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, yep. BBC, call me. I will um, write you cool things. Or just be an idea man. I just really want to be an idea man, and then that's about it. Because what? Do have I, I mean, I came up with a good idea today, and look at it. Now it's a shirt. It's a shirt, and not only that, but I, I had seen that the uh, show creator for another one of my favorite shows, Killjoys, which is on Sci-Fi Channel right now, um, Michelle Lavretta, uh, who is very like uh, 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 awesome and cool and kind of feminist in her thinking, um, she had tweeted out um, somebody's uh, shirt that said, you know, instead of uh, what, nevertheless, she persisted, it was nevertheless, she regenerated. Yes, I saw that tweet uh, yesterday, too. Yeah, and so I, as soon as you had the link for the shirt, I tweeted her, said, hey, my podcast co-host and I just came up with this one. I thought you might like it, and she totally retweeted it out. Perfect. I was like, nice, thank you. So watch Killjoys, folks. That's a good show. Yeah, watch that show. (laughs) I mean, go for it. We are so all over the map tonight, and we have not even gotten to our main. We haven't even gotten through all the Who News. No, we haven't. So uh, go go for uh, Let's see. Um, amongst other things, Doctor Who related at San Diego Comic-Con, the classic Doctor Who panel will premiere a reconstructed lost episode of The Wheel in Space. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a reconstruction, a classic Doctor Who panel. That's great. There is. Yes. And... and um. A lot of what's kind of pushing that is actually the folks at BritBox. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's going well. I still haven't subscribed, but I should. Um, yeah, you don't have yeah. to. Taylor, you do what you want to do, okay? I'll try, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Last note here, it looks like Chibnall will come into a very empty wheelhouse next uh, next year. Uh, reports have surfaced that now uh, the producer, Brian Minchin, Minchin, mm-hmm. Minchin, look at that, folks, yeah. uh, is also leaving Doctor Who after the Christmas special. So look at that, clean in house of their own accord. No one's yeah. no one's being fired, they're just leaving. Um it- Pretty much, and and I I remember seeing that the uh, editor of Doctor Who magazine, Tom Spilsbury, is is also uh, about to put out his final issue before handing over the reins to to someone else. So wow, here we go. Yeah, the it's the, just the, <laughs> the Moffat era and just a massive changeover. Just in, literal in, new Who. Yes, literally new new Who. But I mean, today we are reviewing classic Who. Yes. We watched the uh, Modern Undead, starring Peter Davidson as the Doctor, Sarah Sutton as Nyssa, Janet Fielding as Tegan, Mark uh, Strickson as Turlog. Turlow. Yep. Turlow. Turlow. Who, let me tell you, uh, this guy didn't know uh, he was a companion. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Anyway, and uh, Nicholas Courtney as the fantastic... Podcastica favorite Brigadier Leftbridge Stewart. The non cyber version. The non cyber <laughs> version, yes. Uh, it was written by Peter Grimwade and directed by Peter Moffat. Wait a second. Moffat? No. Uh, it first aired February 1st through February 9th, 1983, a couple of months before this guy was born. Crazy. It is the third story of season 20. And we have a slew of story notes. I know. It's so nice to actually review like a classic episode where I can actually pull together a bunch of story notes. Yeah. Um, so in this story, the Doctor's regenerations come into play. He, he says that he has spent four regenerations so far. Um, and, and I say that this is only worth noting because uh, uh, 12 kind of made things a little vague this past season where he was kind of talking about his early years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was a guy. I might have been a woman. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. And it's like, okay. I get that that's just Moffat dropping hints. Yes. Look, no. We, he's spent four so far. Um, <laughs> this next story note makes me kind of sad. Sergeant Benton left the army in the 1970s and is now a used car salesman. And the brig now teaches math. Ugh, that's Benton. Like, no, that's not. That's not. You know what should happen to Sergeant Benton? I agree. Use car salesman, really? That's what we're going with. Uh, not happy with that. Um, every story during season twenty included a story element from the Doctor's past. Oh, you think Mo- Moffat's just the one doing that? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. For this four-part story, one such element was the Black Guardian, who last faced the fourth incarnation of the Doctor at the conclusion of the Kita Time Saga in 1979. Another, of course, was the Brigadier. Now, the Black Guardian and his amazing voice <laughs> was portrayed by Valentine Dial. My goodness, Dial. what a name. I know, right? Dial? Dial? D-Y-A-L-L, Dial. It sounds like Dial. Anyway, Dial. Uh, interestingly enough, he was actually considered for the role of the second doctor, but passed on it because he didn't want to commit to such a long running role. Huh? Interesting. I know. Very interesting. Uh, Do you think he would have had that, that bird hair? I, I would hope that he would not be running around with a dead crow on his head. Because I really, that's, we are clearly in the bonkers era of Doctor Who. Oh yeah. This is the same year that like Kinda and Snake Dance and stuff came out. So this is proper bonkers era Doctor Who. So (laughs) a dead crow on your head? Why the F? Um, so the original intent of the production team was for the character of Ian Chesterton, uh, one of the original regulars from the series' first two seasons, Mm -hmm. to return for a guest appearance in this story, hence the school setting. Oh. yeah, uh, Chesterton was a science teacher. However, actor William Russell proved to be unavailable. Uh, some consideration was given to using Harry Sullivan, who obviously was a, uh, a regular under the fourth doctor, uh, before deciding on, hey, let's bring the big ba- the brig back. Let's, let's bring the back. brig back and make everything crazy go nuts. Uh, but that is that is the joy of the brig. Yes. 
Uh, and, and, and let's be honest, the, the joy of your little Instagram video about it. <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, okay, we'll get to that. So, Taylor, as always, you have a world-famous synopsis for us. Re- making its return to the show. Wait, did you have one last week? I didn't. No. I couldn't remember if you had put one in or not. I didn't put I didn't put one in because I wasn't going to be there at the recording. It didn't feel right to do one. Well, that's fine. I left it up to you guys. We didn't do it. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> but but it was it was cute that you shared that. You know, Echo thought it really kind of cool that you could get a T-shirt with me on the front. Yeah. That. <laughs> I totally need to get her one of those too, and I totally need to replace mine. There's a big old hole in the back. Oh, I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. <sighs> anyway, synopsis time. The Doctor, Tegan, Nissa, the Brig, and New Boy Turlow find themselves split between the disco and post disco eras. As such, they attempt to reconnect on a bizarre Art Deco spaceship on which a group of mutants and the Black Guardian are vying to undocker the Doctor. Holy moly. So, um,. Uh, so we have changed formats since we we uh, reviewed a, a classic, a classic episode. episode. Yeah. So I don't even know how to tackle this. I mean, we can try. Let's, we can try, try new it. format. Yeah. Let's do that. So Taylor, what did you think of of this as a whole? Um, at, you know what? As a whole, I I really rather liked it. It was, um, despite being you know bonkers era who. Yes. Um, I expected it to completely disentangle itself and, you know, have some sort of, you know, Tegan-esque fever dream in the middle of it. Uh-huh. Um, but it didn't. This actually was really kind of a, a bold story, in my opinion, to try and, um, you know, separate uh, the TARDIS team in two different eras. Um, but that aren't so vast. It's not like they're a hundred years apart. Yeah. It's not like they're, you know, 10,000 years apart. They are six years apart. Oh yeah. It's 1977 and 1983. And you know, the brig kind of acting as a thread between the two yes. uh, points in time um, to do this and do this. Well, you've got to be really particular about your continuity because Hey, if, if, something happened in 77 you've obviously got to remember its effects in 83 right and it very easily could have fallen apart there could have been something that just jumped out and just took me out of the story but they did really really well with it um and so yeah i kind of for as much as it is this you know era of doctor who and there's a um some goofy elements to it it really i think was well done i 100% agree with you. Yeah. I okay, so it took me a while and as I said, kind of stressed out about some other stuff. Moving is always stressful. Yes. Um it took me a while. I didn't actually I watched all of this because we weren't sure if we were going to record on Sunday or not. Yeah. Um I watched all of these on Friday. Now, usually with Classic Who I'll watch two and then I'll take a break and watch the other two the next day. Am I saying, Hmm. That's exactly how I did it this time. Actually. Now I was, I planned on doing that again this time, Mm -hmm. but I was so interested in what was going on mainly because half the time I, I thought to myself, wait, what exactly is going on? Yes. Um, that I just found myself watching them all, in one nonstop block of rock. <laughs> and, well, and that's the nice thing at 25 minutes of pee. Yes. Four episodes doesn't take that long. No. Um, yeah. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought, um, I think if there's anything I would really have to nitpick, we got it. We have to talk about the music. Yes. I, that one, that was the first thing I wanted to bring up was talking about the music. So, when they're about to crash into, and I love that this, this uh, when the TARDIS is about to crash into this um, other spaceship that just kind of appears out of nowhere, the music is, I, I just have a note that says, this music is epic. And then underneath that, I have, this music goes from being very good to being very not good. 
So there's no in-between in the music. I either really liked it or went, this is a strange choice. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Because right in the very beginning of the first episode, when we open with uh, Turlo and Ibbotson. What is, in uh, a strange open, it is. A very strange open, yeah. You know, here is this schoolboy who is apparently suffering from Luke Perry syndrome. <laughs> um, you know, much older than you are, playing much younger than you are. Um, and there, this is this is the Brigadier's car. This this old, uh, uh, what is it, a Humbert or something? It's very, you know, old open top. Yes. Uh, car, kind of Bessie esque in a way. Um, and Turlo decides, hey, let's take it for a joyride. So, uh, and we get this kind of crazy, jaunty. It's you know, it's the eighties. It was synth. You know, it here's yes. this jaunty driving music all done on synthesizer. <laughs> and I'm like, what the f is up with this jaunty driving music? This is not. This doesn't come across as Doctor Who. So. I actually, when we were watching this sh- scene, and my my favorite line is this: "In this is uh, we'll be caught." And and Turlo says, "Who will know?" And behind <laughs> these two these two schoolboys have gathered literally everyone else in the school, yes. and they are watching them steal this car. So yes. it's I feel like that was maybe poor. Poor that was a poor choice by the director because I mean why are all these people in the script it says we'll be caught who will know and you're like all right well well, just all gather around and watch these guys steal this car I guess pretty much (laughs) Um, and and unfortunately we we get um, quite a lot of that we get a a, quite a lot of I feel like there's a lot of whining oh this what is his name again Ibbotson. Yes. Oh my! What is? We should have ditched this guy a long time ago. Uh, yes. Oh my not, goodness! And, and not only that, but then later, I feel like we get a lot of Turlo whining to the Black Guardian. Yes. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a second. I thought we killed the whining. <laughs> what? Oh. I didn't sign on for this. Um, <laughs> but but yes. But then then we get the music where. Our our Art Deco spaceship is about to crash into the TARDIS, and it is. It's kind of epic, and you're like, "Wow, yeah, this is really good." And then later on, in certain parts where they're running around these, you know, granted, there's a lot of corridors in this episode, but they are at least well decorated. Yes, um, and, and the music is kind of just weird again. And yeah, it, you're right. There is no middle ground. No, nope. it's it's either really kind of like why why are we having this music in this scene or wow this is really awesome music yeah i agree 100 percent. now we're driving a car and we crash it and um the black guardian appears in his uh kaleidoscope room oh i thought turlo died and went to screensaver hell. <laughs> yes <laughs> screensaver hell yeah it was, just, i was waiting for flying toasters to pass by that if that had happened that would have been amazing too bad. The little pipes building themselves. Oh my god. <laughs> it was just like, what is happening? And I didn't actually know I, I mean, as I said, didn't know Turlo becomes a companion. Didn't know that. Spoilers everyone for this thing that came out in 1983. Um, so, and I didn't know I, I must have missed it. Was there a line to let me know that he wasn't from Earth? Because he um, just says, like, man, I just want to leave this planet. And I'm like, okay, emo kid, let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> that's I, that's what I thought. I was like, why is this dude so emo about Earth? Uh, you know what? There's not. I, I, I think there's little, like, half hints. Not even whole hints. Just half hints dropped half around. Half hint, yeah. Where he, just, he feels like he doesn't fit in and he just wants to leave this planet and stuff. Um, but, but there's nothing saying, Oh, look, here's this thing. He's actually from another planet. There's nothing like that. Okay, good. Because I was, I was very confused. Yeah. Very confused. Even more confusing to me was seeing a, uh, mustacheless brig. Oh, right. I was, uh, what is happening? This is crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not used to the brigadier without a mustache. 
um, or or kind of even just in plain clothes. I'm like, no, 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 no. You need a uniform, sir. <laughs> so, okay. So the Black Guardian contacts Turlo, and he's like, hey, man, you're going to help me murder the doctor or, I don't know, separate him from his TARDIS. Just do something dastardly to him, and I'll help <laughs> you out. And... They meet up, everybody meets up, and I love that Tegan and this are just like, yeah, we're not buying your crap, dude. We don't I, yes. believe you at all. I thought that was so great. God love you, Tegan and Nissa. And I just love that the doctor's like, no, whatever. He he can pal around with us. And, I mean, while we're jumping around, I every time I see a doctor inter- interact with the Brigadier, it is just my favoritest thing of all time. There, there is something special about that, isn't it? And I don't know what it is, but it's just good stuff all around. And we kind of find out that um, the Brig doesn't... And at first you're like, okay, it makes sense. Like, he doesn't recognize the Doctor because he hasn't hung out with this Doctor. But then right. he tells him he's the Doctor, and Brig's just like, who? And the mm-hmm. Doctor's like, exactly, but not really, I guess. And... There's this scene where the doctor is trying to jog the Briggs memory and mm-hmm. there's like lots of weird whis- whispering happening and I'm like, what is going on? And then we get this montage that I, and I talk about the pacing in, if you're new to the show, apparently I <laughs> don't enjoy the pacing of Classic Who. And this montage was a little long, but I absolutely loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. Like you get to see yeah. the Yetis, the Daleks, the Cybermen, the Brig interacting with other uh, doctors. I just, I loved it. I thought it was great. And then he goes, oh yeah, how could I have forgotten about you? That's so strange. And then the doctor kind of figures, you know, something's going on. And I feel like it's somewhere around this point, um, Team TARDIS gets separated. Yeah, I, I think I think it's in the second episode because they, they discover there's a, a, a transmat... Uh, capsule that goes between the Art Deco ship so, and Earth, and something with the signal from that yeah. separates them. So the Doctor is on his own with um, mustacheless Brig, who doesn't remember him. And this this was to me was just so ridiculous, just a ridiculous concept. But then the way it was presented, I was like, okay, I, I guess that makes sense. Was um, there is a man who is badly burned. Um, oh, yes. Who Nissa and Tegan find on the TARDIS, or they find him outside? I can't remember. Oh, no, yeah, he, he enters he, the TARDIS, yes. He does, because he's come stumbling out of... This is this is in the 1977 timeline. Yes. Um, and you can tell that because the kids at the school are running around with shirts that say 1977 on them. I didn't um, even gather that. I didn't see that. Oh, my gosh, really? You I must have missed that. that. It was the, um, 1977 was the year of the Queen's, I think, Silver Jubilee, like the tw- the 25th anniversary of her being Queen. Huh. So they were getting ready to celebrate that. And I literally, you see the kids at the school, like in the background, all their shirts say like 1977 on them. I'm like, okay, I guess That's I know so what ridiculous. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, um, um, this burned figure who we who we later learn who it is yeah uh, it's a guy with with um uncooked top ramen on his head (laughs) yes and 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 uh passes himself off uh as the doctor having just you know stumbled out of this transmat capsule and um uh, let's admit the doctor's least flattering outfit Um, yeah oh my goodness he he looked like i think i wrote it down somewhere he and this is a little bit of a stretch. He looked like the trash heap, like he was the cousin of the trash heap from uh, Fraggle Rock. Uh, yes, my mom's favorite character. <laughs> the trash heap is spoken. Yeah, <laughs> I, love I love Fraggle Rock. Fraggle oh, Rock is great. Yeah. Very underrated show. Dance your cares Absolutely. away, everyone. <laughs> Worries for another day. Indeed, I just called them Bernie McBurnson. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So, speaking of worries, we have this burnt man who looks absolutely nothing like this incarnation of the Doctor. Um, 
which I was just like, just look at him. He doesn't even look like him at all. No. And then at one point I was like, well, wait a minute. Is it Davidson? Is it really him? And then I was like, no, John, it's not him. It's another person. For what it's worth, I had a moment too where I'm like, okay, did they really just like slather him in like barbecue sauce and stuff? And <laughs> like, you know, let's mess you up real bad, Peter. And, and, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Nope. It totally wasn't. Nope. Nope. So I, um, <sighs> He's he's claiming he's in a weird like regenerative state. Yes, and it gets to the point where I is it is it Tegan or Nissa that goes find and finds the brig. Uh, Tegan goes and finds the brig, just like running through town. Yes, <laughs> and, and 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 it's like Nissa, you stay here. Yeah, Nissa, like really, do I have to? Do I have to stay with is this weird guy? burnt man who's wearing a diaper? <laughs> Pretty much. And I love that the brig comes in and he's like, oh, doctor, holy crap. <laughs> they're, they're, they all just start screaming because he is um, somewhat regenerated, quote unquote, but still his brain is showing, basically. Uh, yeah, like his brain is sticking out of his head and you can see it like pulsate a little yes. bit before the, the episode ends. And yes. I'm like, raffle his brains out of his head. And it looked like Top Ramen. Yeah. <sighs> So I just love, and I started calling Briggs, I just said Briggs 77 is what I just started calling him. I like that. Which sounds like a weird, like, techno pop group. Yes. German synth. Yes. Kind of craft work in Briggs 77. Like um, so, yeah, uh, Briggs 77, Nissa and Tegan are trying to figure out if uh, old Noodlehead is actually the doctor. And I actually rather enjoyed this scene because... The brig was like, I mean, I've seen him change before. And they're like, yeah, so have we. So you can't really pass one over on us. And he's like, this could happen, though. And Noodlehead's just like, huh, let's listen to the brig. Maybe I am the doctor. <laughs> and I, I just enjoyed that that entire scene. I thought that was a lot of, was. A lot of fun. fun. Um, and I do love when... 83, 83 Brig is just like, hey, that's not the doctor. Like, what? When he runs into Ramen Head at yep. one point. I mean, there's a lot of wibbly wobbly going around. The doctor figures out at one point where Nissa and Tegan are, and he brings 83 Brig with him. And it's just a whole timey wimey mess thing. Yeah, we, we, we get a couple of nice references to the Blinovich Limitation Effect, which honestly is going to be the name of my first ska band. <laughs> wow, that's a great name. Right? Yeah. So there are just so many Briggs, and John is just so happy. Like, <laughs> Definitely. The more Briggs, the better. <laughs> and actually, that might, too might be... Too many Briggs, too many Briggs. Too many Briggs. That might be the, uh, I think, the more Briggs, the better is... A front runner right now. That is probably going to be a better alternative title than, than stuff that I was going to start coming up with. But I, I've got a good one later on. We'll see if you like it better. All right. So I have, I have to wonder, though, does that one big gumball control everything in the TARDIS? Oh, you know what? I, I don't know. You <laughs> mean literally th- one that one lever with the big, I mean, giant red ball on it i feel like you need to do anything in the tardis that has to get pulled i mean it might i don't know um i i and now that you mentioned the tardis um i just love the look of this tardis console room i thought it was great i love like the the pink part in the middle there i don't you know the oh the vort vort part (laughs) yes yeah. I thought that was cool. I just, I don't know. Just love the classic look. And another thing we didn't even mention when we were talking about um, about um, Jodie Whittaker is, and I think I had said to you, does she get a new TARDIS? Does she get a new Sonic? Like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? So very, more interesting stuff um, yeah. in that aspect. So, and we kind of find out at one point, it's kind of hinted that the brig is the key to all of, of what is happening. Yes. And the other thing we find out is, of course, old Noodlehead isn't, he's not, he is not who he says he is, but the backstory to who he is and his friends, oh man, that is some dark, dark stuff. 
Right? Yeah. I As soon as I, you know, it was revealed as to what was going on, I was like, oh, my goodness. That is, that is effed up. It totally is. So, Guys, Time Lord tech can do some really yeah, jackass. Don't, yeah, don't use it ever, I think, is unless you're Time Lord. Yeah. So basically, I, I think, I think that's the key. <laughs> basically, these uh, group of scientists were like, hey, you know, it'd be fun being able to regenerate. Living for really, really long times. So they, st- I believe they stole some Time Lord tech, um, tried to, because, you know, they're scientists, tried to figure yeah. it out, um, couldn't, and now they're just disgusting ramen heads that can't die. Like, they can Basically. literally not die. They are the undead. Yeah. They're, There's a mutation yeah. in their system now that, I don't know, causes them to be ramen heads or something. Something. I don't know. Is and it with, the, like, the spicy fish flavor? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the spicy fish flavor. <laughs> Gross. I'm no longer going to get... I'm not going to get dinner anymore because of that. Oh, No, I, I will still get dinner. Can we let's 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 talk about Modron and his his mutant brethren for a moment because I I've got this feeling that half of all the Who outfits from the 1980s were based on a Harlequin in some way because it seems like it's all poofy sleeves and scallops. Yeah, what is with that? I don't know, but I feel like we see that kind of outfit a lot, especially in the Fifth Doctor era. I did enjoy uh, while we're on the subject of their outfits, I did enjoy that their, their robes went down far enough that it kind of almost looked like they were floating. Yes, it totally did look that way. I, I was enjoyed like, that. I don't know why, but it did. It was kind of a neat little effect. They're like, we're just hovering. And let's see. They just all really, all these guys just want to die. And the only way that they can is if, a Time Lord gives up their Time Lord energy. Yes. Um, he can get. This is my note. He can give them Time Lord energy because he will die or something. Look, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, and for much of this story, I kind of thought the Black Guardian and modern storylines were were actually pretty separate. I'm like, why? Have yeah. We got, why have we got an A plot and a and a and a B plot going here, but. I, I really, as an afterthought, realized that, no, 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 the Black Guardian is trying to steer him toward this because there are eight of them. Yes. How many regenerations does the Doctor have left at this point in time? Eight. Yes. So, and even the Doctor says, if I, you know, help these guys out, I give up all the rest of my regenerations and I cease to be a time lord, which is exactly what the Black Guardian would want. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because, yeah, it did seem, and you you called the Black Guardian a B storyline. It almost seemed like a C or D storyline at, at some points because he was just bit, popping in and out of Turlo's head and trying to mess with him. Yeah, and talking through that little votive candle. Yes. Oh, that. you know what I actually... <laughs> I have a note that said, man, the the Black Guardian's communication device looks like a glow, like a, um, it looked like a quiche that lit up. <laughs> like a breakfast quiche. Yes, like a little one and then like a muffin cup. Or yes, something. yeah. I was like, what is this? What is uh, happening? Okay, that's hilarious. So, Doctor has a, uh, you know, he's got a dilemma here. Why couldn't you just absolutely like blow that spaceship to the most smithereeny smithereens that Yosemite Sam has ever seen <laughs> and kill those guys? Well, I mean, first of all, it's the doctor, so he's not going to do that. <sighs> Second of all, um, I, I mean, it's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. And I mean, I, I feel like they would still live somehow. It depends on how, I mean, chuck a couple of the, um, what, you know, neutron hand grenades from uh, Underworld or something. Was it Underworld? <laughs> I have no idea. There were those little information scrolls and uh, just, just completely vaporize the ship. I mean, like literally blow it to atoms. I mean, they could have. survived that. It's probably a good thing they didn't because um, 
that crafty Modron. Oh, yeah. He uh, did something to Nissan Tegan. So the doctor's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, see you later. <laughs> and they start to leave. And um, that was very disturbing, whatever was happening to... Uh, they were basically... I don't know. Mutated. They were poisoned. They were mutating into yeah. into uh, noodle heads. Yes. Uh, I'm very glad they didn't put noodles on their heads because uh, that's a sight I could not unsee. No, that's very true. And then when he tries to uh, reverse the polarity of the neutron. Yes. And then we get Jim Henson's TARDIS babies. Yes. I was like, oh, my God, they become children. Because there's, there's my alternate title idea. <laughs> I mean, that's a good one. I like it. I I like yours better, though. The more Briggs, the better. The more Briggs, the better. So the doctor, and I love that it's like this weird, like they go back to make them better, and he's like, okay, well, let me see if this works. And then they they leave again, and they become children, and he's like, okay, well, let me see if this works. And it's just like a a weird, never-ending, I'll just try all this stuff and see if my friends live or not. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's just very <laughs> strange. And so the um the undead, I don't can't remember did we get a name for their race? I looked and I looked and I looked and I didn't see it. So I'm just calling them the mutants. So the Nothing. mutants and which is funny because my next reference is uh has mutants in it and their helmets that they were wearing almost looked like the helmets that the aliens wore in this island earth. Really? Yeah, just a little bit. They were kind of like hot. You could see through them, but they were helmets for some reason. I just thought okay. that was, um, and that w- was from the Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. That was the yes. uh, what they reviewed. Um, the theaters. Oh, I remember. I saw it at like camera three or something. Nice. It was great. Good times. So, I mean, we're wrapping up here, basically. So... We think, you know, the two Briggs are the key and we have to remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Briggs are kind of walking around trying to figure out what's going on. And there's just like at one point, it's almost like a Scooby-Doo cartoon where everyone's just walking down hallways and appearing out of other hallways. Yes, because they're all they're all on this Art Deco ship now. Yeah. And uh, I guess we should we should state that Turlo is basically like, I'm not going to do what you want me to do, Black Guardian. But also, I'm kind of going to do what you would like me to do. Um, So the Black Guardian continues to do his best Alan Rickman impersonation. Yes. And um, I believe it's 83. No, it's 77 Brig is walking around. Uh And he finally makes his way into the room where where the doctor has finally agreed because he needs to save his friends, too. So he has agreed Mm -hmm. just to you know, give up all of his regenerations, kill all these guys and save his friends and then be a time Lord. No more. Right. So 77 Brig walks into this mess of a room and he's looking at all these undead people and he's like, man, this is really strange. And then he turns around and (laughs) sees himself. And I, when he reached out to the other Brig, immediately said, oh, I have an idea. <laughs> and I was going, so um, I will put the, we'll put the, my video in the show notes because okay. let me tell you, I, half of the views are probably me because I was so proud of matching up the music and I thought it was the funniest thing ever and I don't know why, but it was. <laughs> and I still, I will stand by that it was hilarious. It was one of the first things I saw like that next morning. I guess it was Saturday morning because you watched this on a Friday. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, at 530 in the morning, I'm sitting there on the couch and I am busting up because this is hilarious. My favorite part about it is the doctor saying, no, Brigadier, get out of here. And then it's like, hands, <laughs> touching <laughs> hands. And I was going, the end of the video was going to be me singing, sweet Brigadier, Da da da! But it was almost one in the morning, and I was not going to do that. Oh, it probably would have been even more loopy and bonkers at one in the morning. That would have been brilliant. It would have been. Um, it took me about seven times to get that video filmed, though. That's pretty good, actually. 
Thank you. So the I, I made the suggestion of hello. Yes, which is yeah, also yeah, as they were reaching out for each other. Yes, which also would have been a good one. That would have been great too. So the two Briggs, um, they reaching out, touching me, touching you, and they touch each other appropriately. Okay, good. Get your mind out of the gutters, everyone. And um, well, everything just you know seems to be fine now. The there's a big flash. Um, all those noodle heads are dying. Yeah. Can this be death? It was, said Ron Howard. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, what is this music? Like, what is happening? This is bad music again. Yep. And we drop off unconscious Brig, and it's just like, this is, I'm telling you right now, like, I said how much I love this episode, and I think just because of the last scene like the last frame basically not even the I last think. frame because like turlo's like hey can i like come hang out with you and he's like well welcome aboard and i'm like wait what this dude tried to like mess with you for the entire episode yep and now we're bringing him with us and and, and the girls are not having it no so the and it ends it ends with the doctor and turlo shaking hands and then a a quick cut to the spaceship that we almost ran into earlier, and it just yeah. explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how this ends. And I laughed yep. so hard. Yep. Just, I, I just don't, I don't understand. I know, I completely agree. The only thing that would have been more 80s and bonkers is if they would have cut back to the TARDIS, and everybody would have jumped up in the air... And it froze. Oh yeah, it's rolled over that. That would have been amazing. I wish that had happened. Now, actually, no, I don't because I mean, a handshake exploded an entire space station. Yeah, good point. So, I mean, that did you have anything else you would like to touch on on this? Uh, 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 no. Cool. <laughs> um, I I mean, I did enjoy this. I did enjoy the serial. I thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. it's very interesting, a good way of telling a a weird, dark story. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I look at kind of like the, the darker aspect of the storyline with the, the, the mutants and the stolen technology. And, you know, what would something like that have been like, say, during Seven's? Oh run, yeah, where they were purposely trying to make things a bit darker and more sinister and and mysterious. I mean, it, it would have been. I think it would have had even a bit more gravitas than it had. Oh yeah, definitely, one hundred percent believe that. So, oh, you know what else I, we didn't mention in the in the show notes was we found a, I came across a website or it's it's something you can download where you can personally rate. Oh yeah, all of the classic, or is it classic, or is it all of them? I I think it I think it was all of them. I've got I got to remember to look at that uh, on my work computer tomorrow because yeah, Excel works better on that one. I would love to start rating them and then see where our our um, podcastica ratings are for everything. That would be awesome. So um, we'll put that in the show notes so you guys can you know rate it. It looks really cool. It is. It's neat. Um, so we'll put that in there, and maybe we will go back and we will rate every episode we've ever uh, watched, which would be cool. It'll be a, a longer-term project, seeing as how uh, next episode is... Yes. Next time is our 100th episode. Woo! Um, very exciting. Uh, a season 10 review, a, a greater retrospective. Who knows, you guys? We haven't even really decided. We're on our uh, summer schedule right now. Yeah. We're in our wilderness um, months. So <laughs> who knows what's going to uh, what's going to happen coming up here? Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out, you know, or we'll just sit here and look back on 100 episodes of podcast oh geez <laughs> hey you remember that one time we we had to watch sleep no more uh, <laughs> so this is um this will be my third actually the fourth podcast that i've been a regular on that has hit 100 yeah because yakety just had yakety just hit 10, 101 drops um this week 
we were cool. um yeah and we just recorded or we just uh released episode 100 and tornado tag radio is at like 131 wow yeah and uh bam pow tv is at 112 wow holy so, moly yeah creeping up a lot of a lot of hours yep that we need to back up off that soundcloud but yeah you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Uh, rate and review us as well. And uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Get one of those new shirts. Get one of our old shirts. But yeah. either way, buy something. Please, we would appreciate it. Um, check out the Y-Axis. They do our music. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axis. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axis. The Y-Axis.bandcamp.com. And they're also on Spotify. So, join us, if you will, next week for our 100th episode. Hooray. Uh, Not next week. Two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks. Sorry, everyone. Join us in two weeks for our 100th episode. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. So, uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search The Podcastica. You can... Fo- oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I think it's the, like, because I'm lounging. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.